This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Okay, people, welcome back. I'm here with our trusted contributors, and we are going to do a 180-degree turn on the subject. And the question is, how many different doctors and other healthcare professionals do you see? It's common to look to a number of different providers who specialize in different body parts and ailments, especially as we age. But it's also really important that they all communicate. And uh, the question is, does that happen all the time? As the old saying goes, does the right hand know what the left hand is doing? And how can your pharmacist help? I'm here with Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, to talk about the importance of collaborative care. Hi, Dean. How are you? Hi, Libby. I'm very good. How about you? Fine. Just back from India yesterday. So oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> A little jet lag. I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what is collaborative care? <clears throat> well, you know, it, it it's... It's a relatively new term, and I think it's it's become more of a mainstream term amongst healthcare professionals because what's ended up happening is, and we've talked about this on the show before, is there's now sort of a blend of activity. So pharmacists aren't doing the same thing that they've always done. Nurses aren't doing the same thing that they've always done. There's nurse practitioners in the mix. There's, you know, naturopathic doctors that are have a lot more credibility than ever before. So, you know, all these people are sort of working together, but we the unfortunate part is we don't have like a, a you mentioned communication and that's the key and we don't have like an electronic means to kind of talk to each other. So, you know, a pharmacy's not a bad place. I mean, it's, you know, uh, it's the most used of the healthcare centers and a lot of times people don't really look as at a pharmacy as a healthcare center but it truly is so your pharmacist can act in a very unique role to sort of connect you because you know we've got some great and it's one thing that a lot of people don't use their pharmacist for is that as a communication tool because we have connections to the local LINs and CCACs and physicians and naturopathic doctors and and home care and that sort of thing. So all of those resources we have in a pharmacy. So again, if you pick the right pharmacist, you know, that pharmacist should be able to help you in all those areas. So it's kind of a very unique role that we play. Okay, I'm going to give the numbers out and uh, people, Dean Miller is here to take your questions about how pharmacists can help with collaborative care and to coordinate all the other care that you receive. And to answer any other question you might have for a pharmacist, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. And as I said, I'm here with Dean Miller from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. 
And in terms of collaborative care, the obvious place to start is, you know, if you, you use one pharmacist and they get a look at all the different prescriptions because maybe Dr. A is prescribing one thing, Dr. B is prescribing something else, and maybe they interact. Maybe they don't work well together. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very true. And especially, you know, we've talked on this show before about drug abuse and that sort of thing and, and, and interactions between different types of drugs. And that's very, very prevalent because, you know, it, it's, it's a good cautionary thing because, you know, if you start going from one physician to the next or even to the dentist and you, you know, get prescribed something for pain, for instance, you know, those healthcare professionals don't really have a way to talk to each other. So there's no real way to connect them all. And, and it's, it's a problem, um, not only here in Ontario, but, but right across the country. And, and, you know, it's finally encouraging to see that I think we've, we're on the cusp of something pretty great here, I think, in Canada around you mean, connecting things. You mean like electronic health records? Absolutely. And, and electronic prescribing and health records and that sort of thing. So you know, I've been around for many, many years in the pharmacy business, and finally I'm starting to see some signs that that's going to happen. And I think, you know, the Ontario Drug Benefits System is now in emergency rooms, so uh, an emergency room doctor would be able to see the meds you use if you're on Ontario Drug Benefit. But the rest of the stuff, they don't see. And that's the first sign I've seen, but there's a lot of activity going on behind the scenes to connect everybody. And It'll, it'll sure be a welcome uh, relief when that happens. Mm-hmm. You mentioned your connection with um, LINs, yep. uh, which are the... Uh, Local health integration networks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and home care. Um, how would that come into play? Well, you know, I think what a lot of people don't know is that pharmacists, not only do they supply you with medications as you walk in that pharmacy and you say, hey, you know, I've got a prescription to fill, but... You know, many of those are group homes or family health teams or facilities that that rely on the pharmacist to provide all the meds for every one of the uh, residents or or uh, people that are part of you know either that group home or retirement home or lodge or whatever. So the pharmacist often um, knows you know that that system, those people uh, integrally, so they they they're able to kind of you know, connect you into into that system if need be. I had a great example with my own father uh, a little while ago back in Edmonton. And, you know, I mean, I got a suggestion from a pharmacist about a retirement home that was uh, open and, and available and actually taking patients. So, oh, so oh it, really? It's, yeah. So it's, you know, it's one of those roles that people don't think we, we know that stuff, but typically we do because we're very connected to all those healthcare professionals. So. Okay. Uh, let's take a call from Frank in Downsview. Hi, Frank. Hi, Libby. Welcome Go ahead. Back. Sorry? I said welcome back. Thank you very much. Uh, listen, um, I got uh, a family doctor and I got a couple of specialists. Uh, what I do is I make sure that all my drugs that I get from my hematologist, from my neurologist, and uh, everything that uh, plus uh, one uh, other guy, uh, that Everybody knows exactly what I have, so I don't, you know, double up or uh, have a, a counter drug to another drug. It's, uh, and the pharmacist that I have is just perfect. Uh, I, 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 I can't say anything better than the pharmacist uh, in our country. 
Well, Frank, you know, you're the, you're also the perfect patient because, you know, if you can actually do that and bring that information with you, uh, that's perfect because then we, you know, then we know what the specialist is doing and, and how they're, you know, how they might be, you know, prescribing something that the family doctor didn't even know about. And that's, that can be problematic. So that's, hopefully what we're going to achieve with this electronic prescribing and electronic medical records, uh, um, you know, as it, as it becomes more mainstream here uh, across Canada. But, but up to now, exactly, you describe exactly what you need to do is make sure that you have your list of medications that you got at the specialist, that you got at the other pharmacy, that you got from the other doctor. You know, there's so many different scenarios that exist that, you know, increases well, the potential I, for I have a very good uh, communication with my pharmacist yeah and uh, also with my doctors I make sure that ev- everybody knows exactly what I'm taking yeah well that's perfect that's the ideal situation right and presumably you've never had any problems no I don't Libby thank you okay thanks a lot for your call all right uh, we are going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll be taking more of your calls and talking to Dean Miller about collaborative care the importance of coordinating things and the things that you maybe didn't think of that your pharmacist can help you with like finding a retirement home with a slot for for your parent you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am here with our trusted contributor, Dean Miller, from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We're talking about collaborative care and the fact that you really need to make sure that when you are consulting a number of different health care providers that they all know what's going on and that uh, the right hand knows what the left is doing. Uh, your pharmacist can help with that. I'm going to go right to the phones and we've got Phyllis in Scarborough. Phyllis, are you there? Hey, welcome home. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yes, I just want everyone to know that I went to my pharmacy and asked him for an entire printout of all of my medication because what had happened prior to that, my rheumatologist gave me a prescription for my um, RA And my doctor gave me a prescription for another problem that I'm having. When I went back to my uh, rheumatologist, she said, no, no, I have to take you off this medication because it's going to interfere with your RA medication. And after that time, I said to my pharmacy, is there a way that I can take all of my information to any doctor or hospital that I go to, they always say, what medication you're on? You're not going to remember everything you're on. And I whip out my, my, my list, and it's all there. And they always get a chuckle out of it because everything is listed there. And I get it updated from time to time. Yeah, I, again, you know, that that's definitely, you know, the perfect patient scenario. And you know, in a complex, um, you know, disease state like rheumatoid arthritis, I mean, you want to make sure that, you know, um, you know, you're treated the right way. And, and that's a good example of where a specialist, because I'm going to assume that you go to a specialist for your rheumatoid arthritis. Yes. And some of those, some of those medications that 
are now mainstream for rheumatoid arthritis are are pretty complex and they interact with a lot of things and yes. and, and things. So you don't you want to make sure you cover yourself. And you know our our systems in the pharmacy today are set up to catch you know things like drug interactions and and we've got some great resources. Uh, even outside your own knowledge as a pharmacist, to kind of tap into. So, you know, people can easily use their pharmacist even for drug information and, and, and travel information and, you know, how to store medications and things. And, you know, there's just a lot of things that a lot of people don't do with their pharmacist that, that yeah. could. So. Uh, another thing I want to mention, I don't mean to disrupt you, um, Dean, but... When I get a prescription from my doctor or my specialist and I don't know anything about this medication, I'm confused uh, how it's going to affect me and so forth, you can also say to the pharmacist, can you print out uh, some information for me? I mean, you can go online and get that information, but then when you go online, there's so many descriptions of it. You, 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 you get mind boggled, it's like, what do I believe in, which is correct? So I said to my pharmacy, can you print out some information on this particular medication for me, the side you, effects and so forth, everything you, is listed there. You know, you're, you're pointing out something really important, and you really have to be careful when you're getting your information from Dr. Google. You have yeah. to know the site that you're getting it from, and I think that your solution about it just like, let them print it out for you. I, th- I think that's a very good solution. Yes, and I do it all the time, and I have no problems, and it depends on your pharmacy. If they're helpful and uh, really educated about what they're doing and they care about their, their, their customers, they will go that step further for you, and my pharmacy does. I have no problems with them. Okay, that sounds great. Phyllis, thanks thank so much. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. I think, Libby, it's, that's a good, for Phyllis, I think, you know, a good reminder that everybody is eligible for a meds check review as well. And what Phyllis is describing is sort of like that. But there is, uh, there is certainly that ability of anybody to request of their pharmacist a meds check review, which is a sit down. Okay. So, okay. Uh, we'll uh, talk a little more about that in a moment. We've got Joan in Oshawa. Joan? Hello, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you. I just want to let everybody know that I carry, I carry a printout of all my medications in my purse at all times. Just in case there's an accident or something goes wrong, that way paramedics and that will be able to see it as well. How many medications are you on? Seven. Wow. That's not unusual. Yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, you know. The... Um, I, I like to make sure that, um, you know, that if anything does go awry, at least... I have the uh, the printout of my medications on me. Yeah. Plus, I carry also my blood pressure readings, etc. Wow, you're organized. Yes, definitely. And I always get a printout on each and every medication when I first get a medication because I want to know what the side effects are. And if it conflicts with other medications that I'm taking or if it affects the stomach or, you know, other organs. So I always ask print. Well, you know, it's interesting, and, and God forbid that, you know, we, we get into emergency situations, but if you ever have the paramedics and they have to come to your house, one of the first things they do and the first question they ask you is, 
what kind of medications are you on? And if you can't answer the question, they typically look in your purse, uh, like uh, like with or Phyllis. your medicine cabinet. Yeah, yeah or exactly to see what you have. So so it is you know it is an important consideration because it is something that they will likely want to know before they actually even treat you. Yeah. So. Even if you carrying it on you, uh, like Joan is doing, seems to be like a, a good idea. But if not, you should have it handy, know where it is in your house. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the pharmacist, you know, all our computer systems are set to give you that complete printout. You know, it'll even include sometimes, you know, uh, we can add to your file that if you're you know, taking certain vitamins or natural health products that because some of those remember, will also right. impact sort of the, the meds you're on and the condition that you have. That's so. also what I do is, is I mark down whatever um, vitamins or, you know, anything else that I'm taking. That way the doctor knows uh, that uh, I'm taking something other than the medication. Yeah, yeah, no, that, again, that's perfect. And I think a lot of people overlook things like vitamins and, and uh, you know, things like vitamin D and vitamin C. Yes, they absolutely have impacts on, on the medications you take and the conditions that you have. So it's important always to include those. Okay. Uh, just before we go, Joan, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, for about 10 years. Okay. So, you know, that way I'm, I have the routine down pat. And I also wear I also wear my medic uh, medical ID bracelet as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for your call. You're very welcome. Have a wonderful weekend coming up. Thank thanks, you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I'll give the numbers out again for people who have questions or comments for our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, Dean Miller, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we're talking about collaborative medicine. We're talking about the importance of making sure that all the doctors, nurse practitioners, whomever else you see kind of know what each other person is doing and know what kind of different medications you're on and that can avoid a lot of grief and your pharmacist can be at the center of that right Dean yeah absolutely and as we said we're not quite there yet to kind of link everybody together electronically so the pharmacist plays a really important role in that so right and uh, I guess different parts of the country and and even uh, different hospitals are at different places in terms of those electronic health records. Yeah, you know, the government for many, many years now has had sort of a, um, a program where physicians are starting to switch to electronic you know, means and probably a lot of people out there have got electronic prescriptions versus just the, the old way of, of yeah. writing it out. Uh, and that's becoming a lot more mainstream now and popular. Um, now the next goal is to kind of link everybody together because, you know, even though physicians are producing prescriptions like that, they're not being transmitted. They still have to give it to the patient. The patient takes it, brings it to the yeah. pharmacy. So, you know, we're, we're getting there. Or we're they call it in. Or they call it in. Or they sure. fax it in. That seems to me yeah. like ancient well, I think technology. The, I think pharmacy is the only thing keeping the fax industry alive, actually. So. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting point. Let's go to Don in Pickering. Hi, Don. Hello? Don, are you there? Hmm. Hello? Hello? Yes, Don, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it's Ellen from Pickering, and um, my mom is 98 years old, 
And so when we take her to the doctor, we have actually a file folder with a list of all her meds and every um, specialist she's gone to and all the copies of all the reports. And the doctors love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have trouble maintaining that list or is it just simple? No, no. Whoever takes her, we take the folder with us and we make comments um, when we leave the doctor's office. So we have everything in one folder. Sounds like you're very organized. Yes, we've done this for years for her because at 98, I mean, your memory's not that great. <laughs> yeah. Is she living on her own uh, at that age, Don? <laughs> Is she living on her own? She's living with my brother who has a disability, but she does all her own cooking. Oh, wow. And I take her shopping. She has no walker. She has nothing. Wow. Good for her. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Great genes you've got there. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay. We've got Helen in Toronto. Hello, Helen. Uh, Hi, Libby. There's one thing that, uh, there's something that a doctor said to me years ago, and I find it very useful to keep a list of your medications in your purse, like wherever you go, so that if anything happens, they know what you're on. And when I went to uh, a store to get some headache medication, I showed him the list, and he said, uh-uh, don't take this one. You better get this other one. So yep. uh, there was no conflict there. Um, that's just a little note. And, this, and uh, when my mother was transferred to a nursing home from her home, uh, the pharmacy knew not, not to send the next package of med. It was an emergency placement, but the pharmacy knew not to send before I even called them. So there is some. There are some pharmacies that are commu- communicating. Yeah, so that that's a really good example of what we're talking about today is that professional collaboration because you know typically a lot of the nursing homes and long-term care homes that are existing in the province i mean they're serviced by pharmacies so pharmacies are the ones that are supplying them the medication so the pharmacists are talking to the nurses and the physicians that service those uh, facilities all the time so that's why you probably saw that there was you didn't have to do much because the healthcare no. professionals did it in the background. So yeah, because I couldn't do anything for a couple of days. It was you know when it's an emergency placement, you just right. uh, got to concentrate on what you got to. And then when I got around to calling them, she said, "We know uh, yeah. we're not sending any more out." Yeah, well, that's that, uh, that's good too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. terrific. Save me a phone call. Okay. <laughs> okay, take care. Thanks. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, Bridget in Port Dover. Hi, Bridget. Hi, thank you for taking my call. It's just a general comment. Um, I think that um, us ailing ancients who are in the our 70s and 80s... Oh, that's not ancient. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so many uh, people are prescribed um, a lot of medications... And basically, they're taking in a medication at seven and at ten and at twelve, and and uh, I used to find uh, working in the home care field that pharmacists were invaluable in making suggestions to physicians about, okay, what about using this medication and chopping off this one? So it's just um, you know we. They were certainly a very important part of the the community health care team anyway. Yep, and you bring up something that we've talked about a lot here on the show, and that is de-prescribing because, uh, you know, sometimes you get a prescription and it doesn't mean you should be on it for the rest of your life. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's a good, good, um, you know, rule of thumb, even for your own medicine cabinet at home. You know, people tend to, you know, I used 
you know, 10 days worth of my 14-day supply, and I'll just keep the rest of it around. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, people should be bringing that medication back. Pharmacists will be able to destroy it in an environmentally friendly way. Um, and you don't have it around your house. And you're not tempted to take it again for, you know, for whatever reason you would take it again. And, and yeah, it's and, just and a, good, think, it's a good practice rule. Yeah, and, and depending on how soon one can get in to see a physician, I think there's also the danger that, well, I had these antibiotics, why don't you have them? And they're given to a husband who takes them for two or three days. No, that's really bad. That's really bad. You don't want to be doing that. No, it does happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. it's a bad idea. Yeah, and absolutely. antibiotics, even if you're taking your own, like you need to finish that course. Yeah, That's what they absolutely. always tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. we used to come across that, you know, too. Um, an amazing amount with, with your previous remark about, you know, keeping old medications in cabinets. Um, they'd be shared between husband and wife. And, yeah. Okay, yeah. Bridget. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Okay, we have time for one more. Steve in Brampton. Hi, Steve. Oh, hi, Libby. Uh, uh, a lot of good points there today. I would just add to it. I'm a, I'm a senior. I live alone. I'm a widower. I have a heart condition. So in my wallet, I have my meds. I have my cardiologist, my doctor's number. Then I have my next of kin numbers. And to take it even to the next step, one of my next kin has the funeral. I've prepaid all my funeral arrangements. Oh, so dear. I just said, you know, Beth, just, uh, just tell them where I am and where to get me. <laughs> well, uh, you're certainly organized, I'll say that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> okay, probably thanks. one of the reasons you're uh, going to stay in good health. <laughs> well, With all those arrangements, Steve, you'll probably live to be 110. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, don't wish that on anybody. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, is there anything that uh, you'd like to leave us with there, Dean? Yeah, you know, again, I think just the point around the meds check reviews. And, it, you know, for those people out there that are diabetics, there's a meds check for diabetes. There's pharmacists can go to your home and do a meds check. So don't feel that you can't ask for that because, you know, pharmacists are well-trained in that area. And keeping track of your medications is very, very difficult because, you know, we heard a lot from people today that are on seven six, you know, yeah. and once you're over 80, that's a very typical scenario. So, you know, it's, it's tough to keep track of them. Some are once a day, some are four yeah. times a day. So, and, so. and not to mention, we don't have time to get into this, but I know that a lot of times I take a pill and I, two minutes later, like, did I take that? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <Exactly. laughs> Dean Miller, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much. That's Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.